Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a podcast talking about what matters most to WordPress developers and WordPress business owners. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plugin author, website owner, and developer working with Delicious Brains. And Jack's a plugin author and runs WordPress agency made with fuel. And now, on with the show. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Pressing Matters. Um, I'm Jack. Um, Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks, mate. Cool. Um, what have you been up to this week? Yeah, uh, this, well, this week I've been doing some work for Delicious Brains. I've been reviewing uh, the next, the new change to, or the next release of WP Migrate DB Pro. But I've also been trying to cut down lots of expenses. So I've been moving servers. Um, and I've been migrating to new DigitalOcean droplets that are managed by the new, well, it's a new service by Delicious Brains that's spin up WP. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of cut, cut down my server, pilot cost, forge cost, and now just using that service for, for some of my other apps and sites. Um, I've got a new deal up for WP App Store, which is the, the deals website that I run. And it's an automation plugin called Uncanny Automator. So that's, yeah, basically like Zapier within all your plugins within WordPress to automate stuff that you want to do, which is cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, the usual usual rubbish life. What about yourself? Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I'm working on a new site this week, just uh, designing those pages up in um, Sketch at the moment. Uh, um, I've just organized my calendar from now in November, more, the way, uh, more or less all the way up till um, middle of April next year. So um, I've had to do that with what with planning my garden office and workload and everything. I'm just fully booked up until then now. So that's and, all client, uh, client work till April, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, which is which is great. Um, and then I've got a paternity leave uh, from mid March to mid April. So I, I just thought let's just get all this in the calendar and get it sorted. Then I know where I am with everything, and that's been really really useful actually. Um, that and I've been filming time lapse footage for my next garden office video because all that work's been done to my garden at the moment. So um, I've been using a GoPro sitting on the windowsill of my bedroom and pointing it out to my garden and uh, speeding it all up and watch all the, the two work guys move at the speed of light. It's brilliant. Nice. That's going well then. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Spin Up WP because I looked at that this week uh, because I'm interested in seeing how cost-effective it would be to move um, some shared hosting that I have on a, like a big reseller account uh, to something like a, a collection of digital ocean droplets and spin up WP certainly makes it very easy. Um, uh, I think the only downside I've got with any anything, you know, I mean, any other offering is, is providing email services, but I, I'll work that out. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, email services nowadays are like, I wouldn't want to host that myself on any server, you know, I think most... I don't know what it depends on the client, but I would always recommend like Google apps or something just to, for it. I mean, it's not that expensive and it's pretty reliable, but obviously you have to kind of resolve the Google issue and the privacy issue, but all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I've got a one droplet, which just holds all the kind of legacy clients that I used to um, do work for, but I still host and one droplet takes care of it all. And yeah, it's, that droplet was built using the um, Ashes hosting WordPress yourself tutorial series. Um, but obviously spin up is now just kind of like does all that for you. So 
now moving it to the newer newer servers and newer droplets running Ubuntu 18. So it's just, yeah, easy to get it managed over there and, and much, much cheaper than yeah, normal hosting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to apologize as well. If I sound rubbish, it's just because I haven't got my regular microphone with me. I'm in my co-working space that I work out of on Fridays today and I'm using uh, the microphone on my screen. So. Cool. Nice, yeah. No, you're not too bad. So, not cool. So, so this week's topic was uh, something we sort of touched on very briefly, wasn't it, last week about um, uh, development and how development is going to kind of change with um, Gutenberg and, and kind of the way that WordPress is kind of moving. And obviously, we've seen the uh, WordPress um, API kind of um, come in, you know, version one, version two in the last couple of years, three, four years. Um, and then they're moving to Gutenberg, this kind of JavaScript front end with an API back end and, and all the things in between, really. And whilst we probably won't, um, yes, there are sites kind of doing that already at the moment, isn't there? There, we probably won't see those sites in huge volumes for a few more years yet, at least, I think. But um, it, it, it's really that change in development and whether that sits well with everyone. Um, and, and obviously, one of the things they talked about, Matt Wollongong has talked about um, in uh, State of the Word 2016, was learning learning JavaScript deeply. That's something he committed to doing and, and um, something he, he advised. And uh, I'd be interested to know how many people have done that. Um, and and what kind of what kind of resources there are out there? I know Zach Gordon has a um, JavaScript for WordPress course, which always looks really interesting, uh, but I haven't got around to kind of taking it yet. Um, but uh, I'd be interested to know what you think about that and and how you feel about WordPress moving towards not necessarily away from PHP entirely, but moving more towards using JavaScript. Mm. I think similarly to you, I'm. You know, it's, it's another thing to kind of learn, which in, in, in reality is great and it's moving forward and changing things, but it's just the time, like the time to invest in up, upskilling and kind of learning. And yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's undoubtedly where WordPress is going. It's, it, it's JavaScript focused and it has been like that for, you know, probably, as you say, ever since the state of the word in 2016. Um, well, I think I think that's when they announced Calypso and it was all... That, that kind of side of stuff. Um, and obviously with Gutenberg, I think we said we weren't going to mention it probably, but how can we not? Like, it, it, you know, they're, they're doubling down on JavaScript and, and they've chosen React and that's now the way forward for um, anything to do with Gutenberg or the editor, um, which is kind of, yeah, it, it, it's rough because React is a whole new framework. You know, it's a, it's a big framework. It's not easy to get into. Um, and if you want to customize the editor, you need to learn React. And that's quite, that's quite a big difference to how things, you know, obviously we had TinyMCE and if you really wanted to add some buttons and stuff, you probably had to do a bit of JavaScript fiddling, but a lot of it was registering um, through PHP. And, and this React and the custom blocks, it, completely different. So there is a, like, basically Pete on, in Delicious Brains, on the Delicious Brains team, he wanted to have a look at how easy it was and wrote an article about how to create a, a, a block, a custom block. And this was probably months ago. So Gutenberg's changed quite a while, uh, quite a lot since then. But his experience was not a very happy one. And it was quite um, a struggle just to get what you need and 
and learn the the nuances of Gutenberg and how React and you know everything sort of fits together to just to create something that would perhaps be a lot easier in um, well perhaps not with the classic editor but with other ways of doing it like with custom fields and short codes or whatever. Um, so yeah, there's that barrier to entry, I guess. Although saying that, there is the advanced custom fields have released um, ACF blocks, which is, I guess, it, it's an easy PHP registering process of blocks. So um, it takes away the, you know, the, the the React element, and you can just register blocks via uh, PHP and configure them with ACF. So obviously, you've got to be an ACF user on the site, but I guess that's lowering the barrier to entry. But yeah, it's it's obviously, it's a new world. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still probably green with these kind of new frameworks and you know, I'm firmly in the jQuery um, way of thinking and the spaghetti JavaScript, which isn't great. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of still reeling from um, being burnt in the past. So I don't know if you remember when the new media manager came out, which was, I don't know, 3.5 maybe. Um, and it was a complete rewrite of the media manager, which was, you know, predominantly PHP based with some JavaScript stuff. Um, and uh, one of the contributors, I think it was Daryl Coop or Coop Smith just went away for um, however long and, and just rewrote it in backbone which was the you know the framework du jour back in the day and it was the newfangled way of doing stuff and um and, and when it was released in 3.5 there wasn't any documentation around it so developers who you know had integration with the media library or you know wanted to tweak it change it were, were left kind of like well ha whoa, hang on a what's backbone and b how do i do this that i could very easily do before in php um, and, and I remember trying to learn Backbone at the time to try and integrate it with a plugin that I was doing. And yeah, it, it was a bit of a nightmare because the development had just happened and there was, there was no documentation. There was no kind of like, you know, the this is how you do this. This is the hooks and filters and all this sort of stuff. But Backbone, I, I don't know if you've heard of it recently, but, when, you know, it's obviously not, flavor of the month anymore and WordPress have kind of ditched it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's whether or not, you know, that new shiny thing, WordPress as a, you know, platform chase, and then suddenly it goes out of fashion and you, you kind of left in the dust really. Um, I mean, I also had the experience. So Ninja Forms, the popular WordPress forms plugin, they rewrote their whole, their admin UI for um, managing forms in, in the, the dashboard. And they rewrote it with Backbone because it was started a few years ago. And then now, you know, in terms of WordPress stuff, it's kind of out of date. You know, it still works, it's fine, but I'm sure if they started it today, they wouldn't use Backbone now, knowing with hindsight. So, yeah, a little bit worries me that this is the next thing and I don't know, yeah. I mean, did you, what, what were your, what did you hear about the Vue versus React debate when Gutenberg's framework was being chosen? I did, yes. So I think it's, very, it's worth mentioning, very worth 
mentioning that my JavaScript skills are slim to none. <laughs> um, and, and I can come on to that in a minute. But um, yes, I did. I did hear View versus React, because React is the one that's uh, sort of co-developed or, or developed by Facebook, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. a there was a huge issue with the licensing at one point, which made it look at, in doubt for the choice of Gutenberg. But they kind of yes. got around. Yeah, yeah, I seem to remember that, and I, rem- I seem to remember the, the response from the the guy. And I think it's just one guy, wasn't it, that wrote review, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, yeah. He was like, "This is open. We're going to make this brilliant." You know, his his he was the opposite. He was the polar opposite of what Facebook were trying to do with React. I think. Mm. Um, and I might be misremembering that, and I probably don't stay up to date with as much kind of JavaScript-related news as I as I could do because I don't do so much of it. But um, you know, in my mind, I would you know in that situation, I probably would have chosen Vue over React because it's like um, <laughs> it sort of felt like a good versus evil kind of situation. But uh, um, but yeah, I, they made that they made their choice, and you know that's what they're going with. And I think you're right though; it, it, it raises the the barrier of entry. I mean, I. I think a few years ago, so I'm going to go way back here. A few, quite a few years ago, ten, not even ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you might have wanted to write something in a notepad or use like Dreamweaver or something to put together a website um, because that might have been how you did it, you know. Uh, and then moving forward, it was more like text editors or IDE. Well, everyone's always had IDEs, but IDEs or you know a decent sort of text or code editor, that kind of thing, um, and. Now it's kind of you need to install like, like a server on your computer and you need to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to, you know, use Gulp and Grunt and or, or Grunt and you need to use, um, you know, all these different ways of, of, of writing stuff. And you need to understand how your, um, you know, your, your Bower file works and understand JSON and all that sort of stuff before you even start writing a line of anything. Mm. Um, and I think, well, I mean, you don't have to do that. Obviously, there's lots of tools out there that, that don't require you to do that. But I think those things alone raise the barrier of entry. And that's, that's sort of what people suggest as the minimum expected level to start developing something. And I've always hated that. I've always sort of put, I hate a strong word, but I've always disliked it. I've always pushed against that. I've always tried to keep it as simple as possible. Um, and, and kind of think if I ever had to give this to somebody else, this project to somebody else, they should be able to get up and running fairly quickly. I, I've worked with plenty of clients and plenty of um, you know, built things for other companies, like they've outsourced a project um, you know, that they were going to do in-house to myself. And they said, right, these are the steps to get up and running. And then you have to hop on a call to troubleshoot why you can't get Docker working. You know, and it's, it's just something else to get started. And I think for me, certainly starting like eight, nine years ago with WordPress, there's this wonderful low barrier of entry in PHP because PHP, I mean, it can be complicated, of course, you know, like any any language, but it, it wasn't complicated to get started. You know, you could get the grips. If you understood HTML, then you could understand how PHP fit in with that and how you could reuse sections of PHP and, you know, you could use partials and how, you know, your your header is used across the site. And, you know, from a very basic level, it's like, um, you know, it's an improvement almost on PHP. It's this, uh, sorry, on HTML, it's this dynamic element of, of, uh, of content and kind of these kind of blocks of content, if you will. And I, lo- I love that about WordPress. And you look at a lot of the big companies that have done well, they all started off on PHP, more or less. Now, it's not necessarily the case these days, but, you know, the big, big companies that we think of, they, they use PHP. 
And I like that about WordPress. And I, and I worry for you know people getting started in in WordPress that this barrier of entry is so high for a for a new developer that um, you know you've got to have all these kind of this, the, all these tools installed in the computer get going, and then you've got to learn React or at least understand React, or you have to learn JavaScript, which is not necessarily everyone's first language. Um, and then you can get kind of going on the on the fun stuff with WordPress, where it wasn't like that before. Now, I'm sure most people will say, most you know, hardcore developers will say, why are you using PHP? Never use PHP. We like Python or we like, you know, whatever. And you know, it's it's up to however you work. We're talking to WordPress people, we are WordPress people, it's PHP for the win, right? So it's um it I, th I think it's I'd like to see someone take the, the difficulty out of doing all this stuff with WordPress and, and like you're saying with ACF and, and kind of how they're going about um, removing that barrier of entry of React. That to me is really wonderful because it means people can still build websites using WordPress, but utilizing all those new technologies like you know, React and, and things that they are using, the new technologies that WordPress is using. So if, and I know it's very early days, but if people can keep doing that, keep iterating on, on those kinds of things, improving their, you know, their plugins and, um, you know, making sure that blocks don't become a total royal pain to write from scratch, that kind of thing. Uh, that would be good. I mean, I, I know lots of people that write um, custom fields just using the functionality that's built into WordPress, but it takes longer. It's it's cheaper and easier to to buy and download ACF Pro and to install it and to create stuff with it and then that lowers the barrier of entry for not only yourself but the client editing the site and the person that you might pass on to if you pass on a project later on you know as well so yeah the more companies that can do that the more plugin authors more theme authors that can do that and just, yeah just kind of get it up to the next level take take these kind of things out of the equation i think is is a good thing i think that's a, 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 a well a really important point because as much as nowadays we've got all these new shiny things, we've got all the big tooling that you've got to, to learn, as you mentioned, to get up and running with things. You know, there's a, there's a certain amount of developer showboating, like using the new thing and doing it like the hard way and trying to actually um, just, just do it for the sake of it. But actually when it comes down to it, if you're building sites for clients or you're building anything to make money from it at the bottom line is it's got to be quick. It's got to be, you know, for you to, to not waste your time and and spend money by spending time you want it to be easy um and yeah that, that is the difficulty because trying to trying to get into all of this is going to take time and there are you know there's obviously resources and you mentioned there's that gordon stuff there is courses and online resources that will help us upskill but yeah i mean obviously don't want to sound like a complete Luddite and not wanting to go down that road, but it's difficult if you're working with clients or, you know, I'm working on the same kind of products that are very, they're the same stuff with like the plugins at delicious brains. So we're not touching Gutenberg. So we're not having to, at this point, touch react. We do plan on um, redoing the kind of the admin UI for WP migrate DB pro. And I think we will go down the road of using react for that. But at that point, you know, somebody else is doing that. We've got a couple of guys on the team that are doing Laravel apps and Vue is the framework of choice. So they're kind of, they're in that world and that's easier for them to learn it. But mm -hmm. 
yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely personally need to um, upskill. Uh, and I asked a couple of the, I asked Ash and Gilbert on the team, you know, where would you go if if you're a, you know, if you're a classic WordPress developer? And I know that I feel like we're giving people labels and pigeonholing people, but if you're used to JavaScript, vanilla JavaScript, or jQuery and doing things like getting a getting away with enough to get stuff done, like in plugin settings or whatever, um, how do you get to like now or the future with React and um, they mentioned a couple of uh, places to go for. So there's this ES6, which is the sort of the updated language of JavaScript with um, new features and new um, syntax. And actually, Ash did write a post about WordPress developers, like their guide to what or ES2015 and ES6 is. So I can post that in show notes. There's a um, a good summary on GitHub and Wesboz does loads of courses so he does an es6 course he also does react for beginners um and i mean lara cast which jeffrey weighs you know laravel but everything else pretty much web series um or web video series is is, is amazing he's got a do you react one mm-hmm. but there's just it's just time like i think also i don't know about you but uh, as much as i'd love to sit and have time to look at videos and and sort of do that that way of learning the only way i learn is just saying right well i need to build a gutenberg block so that means i want to do this and how do i how do i get to that and that's probably going to make me learn you know the probably the the vanilla way of registering it not the acf way but and getting into the nitty gritty of of react but you know, I've yet to have that motivation to do it because I've not had that need to do it. This episode is sponsored by WP App Store. Subscribe for free for the best deals in WordPress, plugins, themes, and hosting at wpappstore.com. Yeah, I think you're right. Like I said earlier, it's sort of early days at the moment, but you're right. I think sitting down and giving yourself a specific task, I want to write a block, even if it was you know, duplicating a functionality of a block that already exists like a paragraph block or something how do you do that that will at least get you started on on that part of it so that might be a good a good way to go for for sure um i think for me yeah you're and you're, and you're right as well about you know, say about jquery as well jquery is is what most people have have learned and um and there's even a backlash at that like why learn, learn jquery you can do this in javascript you know you're and all that sort of stuff, but you say, well, jQuery is easier. You know, you can write it quicker or better or whatever it might be. And yeah. I suppose that there's an argument for doing that in React as well. But um, uh, for me, I just I just want to touch on why I, I haven't really done much with JavaScript at all, and and why that'll probably have to change. But for me, I really like writing CSS. So a lot of the sites I do, which I mentioned before, um, are custom themes, custom WordPress themes. And I, it's uh, you know a design, and it's HTML, and it's PHP, and it's um, CSS, or I write it SAS, um, and then a bit of jQuery to kind of handle some functionality. And that's as much jQuery as I've ever really had to write. If you wanted to do something slightly fancy or move something around or whatever it might be, if you can't, if I can't do it in CSS. I'll resort to jQuery, and that's how I've always kind of viewed it. And the, the good thing about modern browsers, particularly in the last sort of two years, I'd say, is that you can do a lot with CSS, which has been really great. You know, an animation, animation, yeah, arguably that's 
been around for four or five years now, really, either in the sort of the mainstream kind of web development kind of point of view. Uh, and it's getting better all the time. But animation, you know, used to be a you know, jQuery kind of anime or, um, you know, fade this in, fade this out, that kind of thing. And you can do all those things with transitions and all that sort of stuff in CSS now. And it's, that's really good. And I enjoy doing that. I don't necessarily enjoy writing it in jQuery. And my jQuery knowledge has improved a lot. I'd say in the last um, in the last four or five years, it has improved a lot. But I still don't enjoy writing it. And I know a lot of people. I've spoken to a lot of developers as well that have, you know, they're just like, I, d I don't really get jQuery. Some of the things it makes you do, or JavaScript in general, I suppose. The things it makes you do, you think, well, what? That doesn't make much sense from a sort of a program programmatic kind of point of view. Um, PHP tends to be, which is what they develop in mostly like myself, it, it's a bit more uh, logical and there's other parts of JavaScript that aren't so logical. I can't think of an example right now, I'm desperately trying to think of an example specifically, but uh, probably because of my limited knowledge I can't think of anything. But it, it, that's, um, that's something that I know has put people off jQuery or JavaScript in general in the, in the past and you know forcing people to move even more further up the line to something like React could be, um, could be difficult, could be off-putting for people. I'm complaining a lot, but at the same time, I know I'm going to need to learn JavaScript at some point, and I do want to set aside some time to do that. I think the, the good thing is, is that before I had, um, I've, got, I've got a daughter, before I had my daughter, before I had my wife, you know, I was able to learn certain programming languages and have the time to learn them. Um, and, I, and I've got those and, and, I'm, and I'm good at them, you know, at what I can do and I, I've got those with me and trying to learn something new now with the amount of stuff that I've got going on in my life and, you know, in family and also back to, I was saying, in, uh, booking my calendar all the way up to April and that's because I'm taking a month paternity leave, um, mm. growing family and everything, trying to find the time to learn something new, um, especially something I'm not that excited about, is really difficult. And, and that was one of my other points about, you know, uh, the, the concern about pushing people away from you know, kind of starting off at, with WordPress. Um, I don't know when I'm going to find the time to do it. It's, it, it seems to be uh, going to work seven or eight hours a day, five days, and then somewhere outside of that, I've got to find time to, to learn, you know, React or JavaScript. And um, that's... That's kind of the advice, I think. I, whenever I read anything about it, you know, stuff, I'll oh, just give yourself an hour a day. That's easier said than done sometimes, you know. I, why, I shouldn't have to do it in the evening, I should do it during my work day, that kind of thing. And I think there's, there's that barrier of entry, there's the time barrier of entry to learning this as well. And it's not a simple thing to learn, I don't think, especially if you're not too, too interested, but you know that you should. You want to stay with WordPress and, you know, yeah. uh, I think that's a good, good way, a good thing to stick with. That's a, that's, a, that's a big ask as well. Hmm. I think um, it goes back to what I was saying about, you know, I, I personally need the motivation to learn something and do it on the job as opposed to sort of saying, right, well, tonight I've got a couple of hours spare in the evening and I'm going to do some learning. Like I could never do that at school very easily. So it would have to be, you know, on the, on the job kind of um, work. But it's interesting. You say, obviously, you're, a lot of your stuff that you enjoy is more SAS or CSS based, but, and you've gone into SAS, you've got, you've kind of changed your tooling in that way because, um, you know, it's easier to write CSS and it gives you more flexibility to the way you do things and you manage your CSS. Um, 
and you kind of embrace that side and presumably you know that's a combination of it's the stuff you enjoy but also it's the more stuff you do um for your client websites i mean this is a, i guess this is the difference and perhaps you know does this overarching worry that we're putting on everybody that they should learn javascript deeply but actually if it's horses for courses if you're building client sites and you know there's not a huge amount of functionality stuff going on it's just it's it's design and it's um layout and it's styling do you need to learn react like unless you're building custom blocks unless you're doubling down on gutenberg and you're really giving your clients that experience do you need to worry about it at the moment you know i, I would argue that you know we perhaps are being hard on ourselves and perhaps you in particular jack like you don't do we need to worry about it um so yeah i think it's it's probably something that you know if you're well and then my next breath is plugin developers and you know we both own plugins we both develop plugins i mean is it going to touch better not notifications like the anything within gutenberg or react or you know do you need to change the way that better notifications works within the admin like probably yeah not. that's a good question yeah it's a good good question and you make a good point do i need to learn it uh, i mean certainly not at the moment i i certainly certainly don't at the moment that's a it's a really good point and not something i thought of. um in terms of notifications for wordpress yeah so there's kind of two areas so we there is a WYSIWYG editor that uh, is obviously for the uh, message body for your email notifications. And I suppose you could change that to being a um, section to uh, a Gutenberg kind of area um, where you could drag and drop you know, an email template into and make it look quite good. So there, there's a huge improvement that could be made there. Um, is that a custom post type? Or what was that, sorry? Is the notification a custom post type? It is, uh, yeah. So you kind of you'll need to I guess register it to be non Gutenberg compatible so it shows as you intend it to show sort of in the classic way I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I you know what I, it's something I meant to look at this week and you just reminded me was how the classic editor deals with that on custom mm. post types. Um, but yes, you're right. Yeah, you'll have to do that. I mean, there's certainly room for improvement on that. I, I've mm. thought before. I wonder if I could kind of type in with a customizer again you can so you can kind of take a, a standard template uh, that I provide and then kind of customize it using the customizer but obviously we're moving away from the customizer so there's certainly a, an opportunity to do that I think the only other thing I've got as well as a short code a front-end short code because all of my stuff is in the WP admin it's a front-end short code um, for displaying your uh, opt-in and opt-out status for your um, email notifications that you're subscribed to uh, in the new subscriptions add-on, so, but shortcodes will continue to work with Gutenberg, it's my understanding, so mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to do anything with that for a, for a while, but I suppose there's an argument to create a subscriptions block uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that is, I guess, your motivation if you want to go down that road of learning the, the Gutenberg stuff and therefore react and... Um, but just a note on the custom post type. The last time I looked, and this is similar to the integrate plugin that I do, it's a custom post type that drives the um, configuration of like you know connecting to Instagram and how do you want Instagram your Instagram images to post. That's as a custom post type. But I think at this point in time, and I, I do need to double check this, and I'll, I'll post it on the on the episode uh, notes that if you are a custom post type, 
I think you have to opt out of Gutenberg. You cannot just sort of assume that it will just show the classic editor. Um, so there is some some code that we'll need to add, maybe to the registration arguments for the, the register post type. Um, yeah, but yeah, and and that's a it's definitely a mutual reminder. I need to check that out as well because you know, come five people with my plugin installed will probably have a bit of a janky experience. So that needs to be updated sooner rather than later. Yeah. I've got a point release to come, to come out this month, so that should take care of that as well. I'll, I'll make sure I include it in there just to fix a few bugs that have been reported since my last update, my big update, which was a couple of weeks ago now. So, um, so yeah, I can definitely deal with that. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it's interesting. I, I wonder how many plugins in that case are going to break when that happens and uh, how they will deal with that because you know we've just identified two uh, you know, one thing for yourself, one thing for my my plugin that um, would need to not only just get a, a quick update to either fix, it, make sure it's broken or not broken, um, but also how it could be approved on with Gutenberg. And I wonder how um, those developers are going to do. I wonder how they feel about you know being asked to move to to JavaScript and and you know that's um, that's a decision that that's being made for them. You know, you can, you can get away you know with PHP for a while, like you kind of pointed out that we need to learn it right now but um but plugin um developers i think are probably almost more in front of theme developers in that respect yeah um, there's a lot of people using custom post types for, for stuff and uh, for, for the content of their plugins and i wonder how many of those are going to break or how many of them are going to have problems or even developers just say i, I don't want to i don't want to develop this anymore i'm not interested in, in doing that kind of thing yeah it certainly is it could be a tipping point for some people definitely yeah I mean, I guess I'm I'm interested to know, you know, if we actually have any listeners, what what are our listeners' views on um, upskilling to 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 React and and furthering their JavaScript knowledge, and is that something that they're dealing with as a priority, um, or or are they kind of like us, just going, oh, I know it's on the horizon, but it's 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 another day, or it's you know, not not worried straight away, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and if they if they've done it as well, have have you done it? Have you um, have you done it recently? What 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 did you find was really difficult? What what was your background? If you had similar backgrounds to either of us, you know, are they? Uh, uh, how did how did you get on? You know, um, did, what what would your advice be for other people? Do you have any links or help that you might be able to you know kind of suggest that um, that would make it a lot easier or things that you found easier? Um, I think sometimes it's just that one bit of information can be really, really helpful to somebody uh, that might be the, uh, you know, that, that might provide that tipping point for them, whether they do or they don't do do something. And there's been a lot of, I, th I think, you know, it, I think we're both very positive people, but it's, it, we've, and we've spoken quite negatively about the whole experience. The upside, of course, is that you get the JavaScript, you get a very quick website experience tie into all kinds of different things more seamlessly so you can have you know this full javascript front end we can be talking to wordpress we can talk to different apis it, it's not like you have to um you don't necessarily have to have plugins and stuff kind of feeding your website anymore you could be pulling it from all these different places because your front end and your back end are completely separate and, and yeah. the great thing about you know using a, a job an all javascript front end and, and i'm talking about using javascript front end and tying into like the, the WordPress api at this point as opposed to google specifically is that you get all of that great out of the box stuff like user registration and um you know uh, user accounts and and authentication and 
and the plugins and the themes and you know comments and posts and pages and all the all the stuff that makes WordPress a really solid CMS and that comes out of the box, you get that straight away. You've just got to kind of link it up with your front end, which is um, that lowers the barrier of entry for creating all kinds of things, web apps and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, there's some really good things to do there. Um, I, and there are a few themes. There is a, I remember, I can't remember the name of it now, but there was a free theme that came out last year, I think, maybe beginning of this year, that's available on WordPress.org in the theme section. It's, um, and it was one of the first, I think, one of the first all JavaScript front-end themes. And it was ridiculously quick, and people thought it was great, you know, and if that's the future and making things fast and more slick and, you know, transition between pages and Ajax and all that sort of stuff for, for loading in content, that's really good, because some of that stuff, it, it's not easy or, or as straightforward or as good as it could be in the current way of WordPress using PHP and and a bit of JavaScript on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, like all the server-side processing just gets taken out, and it's a one-page application. It's, you know, the, the, the future of, well, the future that the REST API was supposed to kind of open up, but I'm not sure how much that that is actually in practice at the moment. But, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, an, it's a good topic. Um, it's interesting and scary at the same time, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Should we wrap cool. it up anyway for this week? I think yeah. we should. Yeah, I don't feel I have anything more to say on that. Probably because of my limited knowledge again. But um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm like I, said, I think quite an earlier early early days. Really interested to know how easy it would actually be to try and react and uh, and kind of moving on with that. And if anyone has any advice for doing that, and um, yeah, just seeing how it goes. Seeing how it goes. Yeah, I think we'll have to do a, a revisit episode or two when we have actually tackled it within our own plugins because i think that will have you know be some good content for how we've come across it and how we've um how easy it was and and what we've done so yeah we'll probably revisit yeah, the topic absolutely. later on mm, right. cool. yeah thanks for listening and see you next time see you next time thanks very much <laughs>